Hey, welcome to Johnville Podcast on a beautiful Friday afternoon in Philadelphia. Why, so, why wouldn't you? So we should have set us up on the porch. Or we should have been out in the back. Yeah. You got to give them like two days heads, heads up for <laughs> right. that kind of maneuver. And it's bad enough they got to reserve these tables for us. Right. So the sun is out. Sixers got the number one pick overall. Everybody's happy. Everyone's happy, this right? Be, this is probably going to be the most agreeable podcast yet. All right. So so I am uh, I'm Violations Greg, Johnny Good Times. What's happening? And, Mike, and Micah Angelina. Thank you, Sam Henke. I was trying to think of a really clever nickname for you because you're like the smartest dude I know, but I came up with nothing. Yeah, we got to work on that. Uh, yeah. so. It'll emerge at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm doing a shot just because I'm old school. All right. I'm uh, I'm drinking a uh, Krabby's uh, ginger beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking a Yingling Lager. By the way, Johnny, nice to um, dress up for the podcast. Looks like you just came from the basketball courts. No, I uh, I'm, I'm run. I got to run home. I didn't get my run in this morning, so I got to. I'm running home from here. So everybody's happy. Wait, wait. You're gonna run home from here? Yeah. Like really? Yeah, bro. Oh, all right. I'm a runner, man. I ran in the I ran in the Broad Street Run. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Through the rain. Through the rain, brother. Couldn't stop me. Good for you. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was brutal. It poured that day, I remember. Oh, it poured. So wait, did you walk to the store, run to the store, and then run to here? No. No, I, I, no I, I got an Uber. I had to pick up shirts, drop them off at the store, then I All biked right. it over to here because I knew you guys were in a hurry. So biked it over here, and now I'll run home. Where's your I, so I'm, I'm really kind of a triathlon. Wait, a rental Uber bike? to Indigo to to feet. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reverse triathlon. Sometimes the the, uh, the 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 trick with the Uber guys is you have to tell them the fastest way to go because oh. sometimes you're going routes that they're not quite as familiar uh, with. Nah, yeah, no, no, nobody that drives Uber lives in Center City. Right. So they or like really ever goes to Center City. Right. They're just there. They're, they're you know it's a part time job. They're like oh, I'm in Center City, so let me make a few bucks for this hour. Yo, it's a disaster. Like, uh, well, I drove for Uber for a little bit. When you drive for Uber, any trip across town, the, the app just tells you to go on 676. Like, for oh, some reason, wow. that's the quickest way across town. Oh, what a nightmare. So, a lot, anytime I'm going across town, I just got to be like, yo, Lombard Street the whole way. Do not even fuck with 676. It's like 530. You're going to try and get on 676 yeah, right yeah. now to go across town? Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. And, I'm, and you know that some of those some of those folks are doing it because they're not used. They don't oh, yeah. know. A lot of them are from, like, South Jersey. And There's stuff. a ton from South Jersey. And yeah. The app, right, because I think the, it, part of the equation for your price is, like, time in the car. Yeah. So, so the app, right, you know, wants more time in the car. Uh, look at that! Mike, Mike thinks there's a hustle. Mike, Mike, there's Mike, kind of a hustle. Look, I'm just looking at the analytics. We got, we got, of it. <laughs> the analytics. Of even it. even the smart guy in this group's a conspiracy theorist. I think that the Sixers getting the number one pick after uh, canning Hinky and putting StubHub on their shirts. We all yeah. knew that yeah, was I think, happening. I think, right? I think we all. I think we're all conspiracy theorists. And now. they beat the two most prominent franchises in NBA history to get that pick. Exactly. Yeah, hey, I threw out a little thing. They are the three winningest franchises in NBA history. Are yeah. the first one, three picks three. of the draft this year. So yeah. let me ask you, because I've been asking even the the, uh, the biggest hinky haters this. If you know, three years ago when they when you guys you know the Sixers failed to reach the playoffs with that slop of a roster they put around the hope of Andrew Bynum, Drew Holiday, Evan Turner, all them. If I said three years ago that if Sam Hinkie blows this up, he'll bring in not just Nerlens Noel and other draft picks, but he would get picks three, three and one in the next three lotteries. You know, would anyone not sign up for that? Well, no, I think we'd all we'd we all, all sign would, up for yeah. But, but but a lot of people wouldn't. Yeah, but uh, like I'm trying to because what, what fan wouldn't like? It just seemed like it's it's too good of a scenario to pass up, right? Because I think some fans, I I, I wonder if there's a little bit of a break along me, and and it's wrong. But I think maybe some fans are like, oh, we should have kept MCW because then we would have had a point guard. Now, of course, that's wrong, right? But. That's going to be, I guess, the the argument that people make that they tried so hard not to win that they got a point guard, didn't want a point guard, so they got rid of him and they never replaced him. And they well, just decided, okay, let's just play basketball without a point guard. Well, they swapped one bench point guard, MCW, for another bench point guard, Ish Smith. Right. Who, granted, Ish Smith isn't as good as MCW, but it's, you know, 
it's a marginal. I mean, yeah, decrease. the difference is marginal, there. right? Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just think that there are there some people out there who. Uh, well, someone, I mean, I, I think your 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 point is right, but I definitely have people that are like that still just think that there was this was an anathema to competitive sports, and and my argument is. Every team, there's 30 teams. When the season starts, five of them have a chance to win the championship. The other 25 are just spinning their wheels. So who yep. cares if you're spinning your wheels by winning 48 games or if you're winning 10 games? You're just spinning your wheels. I mean, I mean, are, I mean are there the five, Toronto Raptors. Are there five teams? Yeah, there's the Thunder, there's the Warriors, there's the Spurs, Cavs, there's the Cavs. And that's it. Uh, that's really I, I feel it. like there's somebody else in the West that could have. Clippers, if they didn't nah. have injuries, they yeah. they had a shot. Nah. When the season started, I'm saying when the season yeah. started, uh, I'd say five teams had a shot. Yeah, not, yeah. Then we playoffs started. We were down to four, and you know, I mean, even a team like the Toronto Raptors, like yeah, I'm sure it's fun for their fans and that's great, but they had a zero percent chance of winning the championship, right. and they're in the final four. Well, they had a zero percent chance of going to the finals. Well, right, the, right. the East is just so weak. So anyone anyone can be that second team after exactly, the but that's the whole point. Everybody's like, "Oh, you got to be competitive." Like, why? So we can so LeBron can humiliate us. I mean, you think Atlanta Hawks fans are really fired up right now? Man, thank God we put yeah, this. But thing are together. they not? Are they miserable? I mean, they do okay. Okay, right? Yeah, they do okay. They do okay, and then they get humiliated. They well, don't just get beat. They get humiliated by the Cavaliers, <laughs> and they'll probably get humiliated by the Cavaliers. But there's the no proof that year. there's no proof that the Sixers will not be in that same position. There's no proof right now well, that no, the Sixers will be any better. No, but be, Sixers ne- just, next year, no. Sixers are just waiting out the storm until LeBron, right? You know, yeah, that, that's what we're all just sitting around <laughs> and wait till LeBron retires. Exactly. What other what other point, what other option <laughs> like, is there? He's not going to the West anytime soon. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What else are you gonna do? Like, so like you, here's the deal. Here's the deal in the oh, NBA. Wait a minute. You, either, you either have LeBron in the East <laughs> and you go to the championship, or you don't have LeBron in the East and you don't go to the championship. Wait, wait, wait. So or what's put, the difference between the Sixers and the Raptors? Yeah, or you put four you know, amazing guys together in the West and try and get through that bloodbath. Yeah, but wait a minute. So, like, my mind, I don't remember, but when, when Jordan and the Bulls were doing their run, I mean, somebody else won at some point in the East. Right? Well, only no, not Detroit? when no, no, because no, he retires no. and he comes back and they off. win again. Yeah, he, they, they lost one year. The first year when he came back halfway through the season, they did lose to the Magic in the playoffs, and that was the only time he lost out of the seven years that he played between the first what ninety one and ninety eight peak. Yeah, at his peak in the seven years that he actually played, and not the two he didn't. They were in the championship for seven straight every, years. Every no, six of the seven. Six of seven years. And then the other two years, you had the Knicks because Jordan didn't play those two years. Now I think that there's the possibility that the Knicks could have possibly beaten the Bulls in one of those two years, but I'd say it's an outside. Possibility. I mean, the, the, the Knicks always played them tough because the Knicks had a center. The Bulls. Bulls, the only thing that you could really do against the Bulls is pound it inside your center, which is why I always feel like, as basketball fans, we got ripped off by never having a Rockets-Bulls final because I really have no clue how the Bulls would have dealt with Akeem. I mean, I mean Luke Longley? I mean, well, are you serious? Uh, it, remember when Akeem was putting up 50 a night on David Robinson? Did Hakeem win the two years that yeah. Jordan was not playing? Yeah. Spooned off. Good evening, gentlemen. What's happening? <laughs> Spoonie, the fabulous owner that O'Neill's gracious enough to give us a space every week or other week here. Um, yeah, so I always felt like I always felt like that was a little bit of a downer as a basketball fan because I think that would have been the best matchup for the Bulls in the finals, and instead the Bulls never faced a center in the finals, and the only team they really struggled with in the East was the Knicks, who had Ewan. Yeah, was, correct me if uh, yeah, I'm too young. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the team that Jordan struggled with before he, you know, before he reached his peak was Detroit? Yeah, with you know. The set, you know, the, Lamb beat him the horn. They, they beat him the horn. I mean, yeah. it was a different. Yeah, I mean, they. That's back when you could really play physical basketball. Yeah. I mean, to the point of you could. You were essentially playing tackle basketball at that point. So <laughs> it was a little bit of a different sport almost than it is now. Um, but and I, and I think this kind of segues into an argument Greg and I are getting ready to have, which is. Uh, I'm on your side, by the way. Okay, good. How, yeah, we, how we did a pre-discussion about this. All right, this. all right. Uh, so. The Sixers have a situation right now where they probably need to make a decision. Nerlens Noel or Jalil Okafor. Because, and I'm even taking Embiid out of the equation, but I'm just saying those two are so bad on the court together, and you're adding another guy who's going to be sort of a 3-4 tweener. And We hope so. Who's that? Right. Simmons. We hope Colangelo is point guard. up. So what? Or point guard. Who? You think they'll move Colin, uh, Simmons to point guard? Yep. Um, 
you know, I, I've heard that before. It's not outrageous, but I would view it as if it happens, I wouldn't expect it to happen until three, four years from now, and it would be a bonus. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, I think they definitely start him as sort of a probably a three if Embiid starts a season. Yeah. See, and well, if Embiid doesn't, maybe I don't even, We can't four. even argue them because our arguments, for me, it all rests on Embiid with the big guys, and then I, I believe Simmons is a one when he comes in. I think he's a point wow. three or a point four. Yeah, no, I, I... I mean, his ball handling skills are just too good for a 6'10 guy, and his vision, he had like seven, six and a half, seven assists on an LSU team with garbage around him. Right. I, I, I'm not saying... I, no, I, I love what he is, and that's why I want to bring him in, because I think that passing is underrated in the NBA. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we on the same page, all three of us, with Simmons? Simmons? Oh, uh, Simmons, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Holy shit. That's, how, that's how that obvious of a talent he is. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's a disappointment. I thought I was going to fight with somebody over this. No, I just I don't, I don't feel like having the Ingram debate. Because the Ingram debate comes down to tr- like me trying to defend why Ben Simmons wasn't that interested in going to class. Like, <laughs> right, that, that's right. what it comes down to. <laughs> right, and when, of course, he's wasting a year of his life <laughs> right. because he's being forced to. Because, yeah. you know, or, or, or he didn't make the tournament with, what's that guy's name? Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Johnson, yeah, Johnny was, Johnson. Right, uh, a miserable coach. J- yeah, John. I think it sounds right. Yeah. Who like the, the highlight of his career is like winning. He always looks like a Midwest conference. Right. Like once he came in first place once in a division somewhere at some point. Total garbage of a coach, surrounded by horrible talent. So God forbid the kid disappeared every now because and then. that un-American yeah. rule. That's a different topic. Well, and his uh, was his godfather is an assistant coach at LSU. Uncle's, yeah, so that's why he went there. Yeah, Malone is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, I, 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 yeah, the Simmons thing, it's like, you know, I love the, well, you know, he's got some immaturity. He's 19 years old. He's <laughs> 19. I mean, when I was 19, there was nobody that said, wow, that guy is super well, mature. Speaking of maturity, has anyone seen Ingram's body? Right, <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. He there's, looked, there's different kinds of maturity. Yeah, yeah he, he was basically a nine inches taller than me, me. <laughs> like, like 15-year-old me. I mean, that guy is skin and bone. Now, I mean, granted, so is Kevin Durant, so... Yeah, but you saw Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant fade away in games. Kevin Durant in college was just a pure assassin. Attack the yeah. basket. He just had the mentality. He was a killer. I watched Mike and I watch a lot of Duke or college games just because we gamble a good bit. Yeah. So I've seen my share of LSU. I see my share of Duke games. And there are times when Ingram, Ingram never looked like he could just take the game over. He put up a lot of points, but he just never looked like he was in control of the game. Simmons at times, no one could stop him. I mean, unless of course you gave him a three point shot. That <laughs> right. And there's yeah. something like. It's it's like it's there's something magic about being effortless at the rim. Like LeBron has it, certain players have you just have that touch of the rim. Simmons had that touch of the rim where it was just so effortless. The ball just goes he just you know rolls off his fingers, it goes in. Some people they could be the greatest athletes in the world, they just struggle with that for some reason. And you know, I value that aspect of Simmons. Right, and I think but I think that's part of the reason why I think Greg's uh I think Greg's hypothesis is wrong about there's no way he can play the one. He he couldn't hit a three in college. How's he yeah. gonna hit a three? Yeah, but who's gonna stop him from getting to the hoop? Well, if they know that he's not he can't he's not he's definitely not pulling up, then right. you're just gonna sag off him. Right. He's still gonna blow by a six four point guard. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm not even worrying about what position to play him with. I just I'm looking like when I look at this draft pool, I have the top pick to pick in this draft of sixty players going. He's the best player from what I see. I'm going to take the best player, and I'll figure everything out from there. Yeah, I'm with it. Listen, because people say there's red flags where he doesn't go to class. He looked unenthused. He got lost in games. Here's a scouting report I got. Doesn't go to class. This is a right. great, this is a scouting report of uh, this is a um, NBA in an era with gas masks. NBA yeah. NBA executive. For ten minutes, you'll be watching the best player in college. You'll be wet, you'll be watching the best player the college game has had to offer in the last ten years. Then for five minutes, you will forget that he's even on the floor offensively. So you hear that about Simmons, where he didn't want to take the last shot. He didn't want to own it. That scouting report is about Andrew Wiggins, who's a beast right now and right. will be in another two years. He's just going to get better. And that's the thing with Simmons. He's 19. Right, he's a right. freshman. He, he put up double-double freshman records like no one has on, on a horrible team, horribly coached. And I've like, you know, this is hard to imagine being that he's, a, he's such a – you know, turns the switch on the playoffs once it starts. But LeBron James in the regular season, he takes five minutes off. It oh, happens. Right, right. Like, it, it, yeah, yeah, it just happens. Yeah. Uh, and, and he he attempted three foul, three three pointers. That's a big knock on him. 
Grand Hill, freshman year at Duke, three three pointers he attempted. Well, you know, By the time he was a, a senior, he's attempting like it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because I was going to ask you. I was actually thinking of that as a comparison because Grand Hill was more or less at Duke was a forward who was turned into a point guard, and then when he went to the with the Pistons, he could kind of run several different positions. I mean, he could kind of run anything from like the one to the I mean to at least to the three. And sometimes the four. I mean, Grant Hill could really, like, I wonder if you think there's some of that type of game in what you guys are seeing with Simmons. Well, are we cool with the number one pick overall if he turns into a Grant Hill? Absolutely. Right. Kidding me? Right. Yeah. 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 But that's what I'm saying. Do you think that his game, do you think there's anything reminiscent in his game and that Grant Hill was a guy who could who could back you down but at the same time could also handle the rock? He had a little more. I think Simmons is as good with the rock. Simmons is not as much of a finesse player for me. He just uses his athleticism. He's crazy with a 6'10 body frame and, what's he, 240, 250? The dude's yeah, a beast at, with at the 18, ball in his 19, hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He actually, like his game right now, as it is, he reminds me of like a Lamar Odom with a higher ceiling. Which yeah, is yeah. so raw. That, yeah, yeah that, 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 that's, that's the a comparison I heard too. And somebody asked me actually, would you be okay if he turned out to be Lamar Odom? And, and, I was, and I think I was like, sure. And he'd be Lamar Odom at age twenty, and he could be LeBron at age twenty-six. LeBron, well, I, I, I think don't we're know. getting a little I, ahead yeah, of ourselves here. I, said, still, I use the word "could." Not he's can't. just got such raw skill at nineteen. I mean, look at Buddy Heald when he was shooting his percentage at nineteen. You know, just with work, and they're going to say he doesn't work ethic. Beck, well, Rick I, Brown has known this kid since he was born. And I love the the Buddy Heald advocates that want him to actually be taken first overall. This yeah, is first insane. Overall. They go, crazy. he improved every year. Show me a guy who, at age 22 that isn't better than he was at 18. Show right. me that guy. Right. right. That's why all the 19-year-olds get drafted right. first because they expect they're going to get better. Um, now, uh, I think there's there's some other interesting things So going we have on. a disagreement about the trading. Right. So, so I think that the disagreement part is going to come in that there is currently um, there's currently a rumor that the Celtics are very interested in Okafor and – they're willing to give up the number two pick, possibly. Now, I don't know if three. I believe that. Number three, three pick, sorry. Yeah. So just that premise in and of itself, does that give you cause for concern? The Celtics have won a championship under Danny Ainge. He seems to know what he's doing. Why yeah. is he so quick to give up a number three for Okafor? Because he, when you look, when you forecast this draft, Dragon Bender aside, the, the the you know the guys in play to go three through five are all guards, and I'm not the Celtics don't need a guard they need a big man right. So the Sixers, I mean they need a big man. I, I Do they I, have I one? I don't. I think they they have one. They I mean, have, the they have maybe guards. two. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, but they need they also need a big man. Like they don't know. I'm down with if Embiid is healthy for a full year, then I'm down with maybe moving Okafor. Would you rather have Murray or Okafor? Okafor. Yeah, come uh, on. That's uh, not even fucking uh, close, dude. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think For it's even close the even other way. Close. <laughs> here. Jamal Murray? Murray's, Murray's going to be a stud. He's a sh- I, don't, I don't see that at all, man. Nah, he's... Whatever. We just disagree. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, part of my issue is with the... Um, I, I, I want to trade... I want to trade Okafor because I think we have to. Because I think ultimately the we, way... The team that Brett the, Brown the wants to run value. and the team that the Colangelos want to run... Is a team that Jalil Okafor has no position on, right? I mean, we, I mean, you're not looking to you're not looking to how do you know that? Like, what, what are you basing this on? On every team Colangelo has ever put together. What about where Brett Brown's come from? San Antonio. Yeah. So you're saying what? Because of Tim Duncan? Well, I'm just saying, Marcus Aldridge, Tim Duncan. Well, they got the bigs. Uh, but they still have guys that are running the ball, and then sure, and the Sixers can add them. I think the Sixers want tall, athletic guys that are going to get out on the break and finish, and then a couple guys on the wing that are going to pop the yeah, three. I don't know. I don't know what's stop. giving you that. Where where you're basing that on? Because again, you got Colangelo came in to take over the team, and yeah. he's got a very obvious track record in terms of what type of teams. That he's he got has. a track record that's never won anything. So maybe I'm talking about Jerry. I'm talking about Jerry. I'm talking about Jerry Colangelo, not Brian Colangelo. Oh, all right. So, but Jerry's not here anymore. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still guiding. I think he's still guiding a lot of what they're doing. All right, um, and I think that what's we, he won? All right, 
uh, I mean, I'm just saying. we have to go. We have uh, to go with. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm just I, saying I he like, hasn't won anything, so maybe he's willing like, to yeah. change the way he's been in the past. And maybe Brett Brown's like, "Yo, I've won." Well, you haven't. Like this is like, a system that wins. This is a system I want to play. Right, but nobody. But, but you bigs. have to look at the modern NBA. The mo- how, what's the modern? I mean, what the modern NBA is is, is what is the Golden State Warriors. That's okay. what everybody's going to model their the, games. That's at. not the. That's not. The, that's only the modern NBA because they have Steph Curry. And, Dray- mean, and Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. I mean, they have guys, and they they, they have they, Steph Curry. Without Steph Curry, they're just they're not beating LeBron in anything. Without Steph Curry, probably not. No. Right. But they're still a top five team. Probably. How many points? How they have no points in the paint? Very few. I mean, Draymond scores some, but I mean, their big men are mostly there just to be big bodies. They're not and, and stay out of the way. Really, I mean, the the. the the thing is, you're not. If Here we you go. Have, Here we if go. You have, good times. If you have Jalil, you have to set up an offense around Jalil because that's the kind of player he is. You well, can't. That, well, that, what's the percentage of points in the? He's not valuable goal? if you don't. Golden State right, Warriors exactly. are an anomaly because they have Steph Curry. How many? What percentage of points of their points in a game are from the, in the paint? I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I can. Forty percent. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, Draymond well, Green scores a actually, lot of points. So, Thompson, Thompson actually is really good in the paint. He's got really How about the Spurs? phenomenal touch. 42%. Okay. I mean, if the Celtics will, I mean, the Sixers Oklahoma will Oklahoma City, 43%. Right. Those so, guys well, are getting I mean, out on a lot of dunks. Someone, They're getting a lot of dunks. You need well, someone. A lot of that's you Russell Westbrook. Right. A lot of that, yeah, a lot of that's dunks. I'm just saying, it's not all three-pointers. It is with Steph Curry, sure, obviously. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying three-pointers. I'm saying you want to space the floor well, and ben run. Ben Simmons can dunk, which is what Okafor does. The Kalanchel- you drop the ball into Okafor, and they have to collapse on him. Otherwise, he's scoring. And then if you have someone to kick it out to, then it, the whole Colangelo, The whole Colangelo thing that they've always gone with is you you try to score in the first eight seconds of the 24-second shot clock because that's when you get the that highest percentage yeah, shot. Yeah, but I don't think that they're – I can't say that that's what they're going to do going forward because they haven't won anything here. And Brett Brown is still here. He's right. from a, he's from classically – they're a half-court offense to San Antonio Spurs. What do you think – if you offer Nerlens Noel in a trade? Not much. What, what, what do you get? Yeah, not much. Okay. Because um, I don't think no, I don't think people value him the way people do in Philadelphia. Well, because his style fits here as far as he can just be a rim protector and just be, you know, kind of like play free actually, safety on the rim. defensive but, rating of all centers, he ranks 19th, okay? So he's not like well, a top 10 rim protector. He didn't, he, ja was in his way last year. He didn't actually play center. Right, yeah. I mean, the the problem is if you get rid of Nerlens, and, and, I, and, and I, I go at this as if Embiid's never going to play a game because I think of him as – as done. Like, yeah, it's, like, fair. it's fair. So it, you're good. No, no Embiid and no Okafor. We're going to move forward with Nerlens as a center. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Ner- yeah. I'm not even on the same planet as you guys. Well, how long? Nerlens going to me, put up 13 points a game. So, right? if, I, so if, if I have to rank. That's not his, that's not his role. His so, role is to protect the rim. If you have job playing defense, just you're going to get slaughtered the, underneath. They're not getting slaughtered. He's overrated as a rim protector. But this no, is in the back. No, is, I just told you he ranks 19 in defensive ratings. This is in right. the back of my mind. If, of all centers of the, that qualify. The 2014 lottery picks, you know, Saris and Embiid. If I were to rank the, you know, the combinations, the three of them, you know, both play one or the other, you know, neither play. The most likely to me are both play eventually at some point, followed by at least one plays and then none play. So, so likely at least one of them is going to play, and then one of them is going to be, you know, if it's Embiid, it's, he, you know, he's there, he, he's a stud. If it's Sarich, you know, you still got a pretty good, pretty I think could be a valuable power forward in the NBA. Who the fuck knows? He averages like thirteen points in Europe. But I'm just saying, you know, probability tells me that at least one of them is going to be there. You guys have no interest in an Embiid Okafor. Front court, no. Well, I've, in, uh, I've, just, interest, I, I, I've interest in it, but it's, if I had if I had court. faith if I had faith in Embiid playing, then I think this would be a different discussion. I'm basing my discussion as if Embiid is not even involved in it because I feel so That's little confident. Easier to me, I feel so little confident. A guy, how many guys miss two years and come back? One. What's his name from Cleveland? Yeah. The only guy. I mean, everybody else. Once Why can't Noel play a four? Once guys go down he, this road. No, he, he could play defensively there for twenty minutes, but he just over time it just it just doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> I, 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 well, why what is the, that? What the, what the Noel? Why it, can't Noel play four? He could play four defensively, but yeah, you know, defensively. When, okay, but offensively you're playing five on four. If that, 
It, it just I, you're playing five on four either way offensively. If you say you're just going to get rid of Okafor and play Noel at the center, you're playing five on four offensively. Like he's just I, to me, he's the most prototypical rim protector you can get. I just I, it, and I like him better off the pick and roll. And and they've and, and they've had so little experience with it because they've never had a point guard that I feel like his game is going to get better offensively once the team actually has a point yeah. guard, which I'm hoping happens before the start of the next. That's season. where we disagree. I think he's reached his ceiling. I think Noel's as good as he gets. No, I, I, I think I think he got a lot better. I think I, I, I think he developed moves when he came here. He had no moves. Like he was just a guy who could play defense and could get a tap back. And he's got like a little up and under move, like in the paint. Like he's gotten some and, moves offensively. And he off- uh, he's got better offensive vision, I should say, right. than, than he did uh, you know two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he went from blind to uh, slightly better. Right. Than yeah. blind. I almost was saying he had. Off- he's got <laughs> yeah. better offensive vision because you know he made good passes and stuff like that. And I, you know. It, part of it's his fault, but I, I do think he had a little bit of an attitude problem the second half of the year. He just was so disengaged where we didn't really see the real Nerlens. Yeah. Well, now we're talking attitude problems. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, uh, everybody on the team had attitude. Jaleel Okafor yeah. just uh, pulled, you know, Isaiah got a gun pulled on him and drove 120 miles an hour on the bridge. I mean, you yeah. know, these are all young guys. I'm not blaming. I'm not putting right. anybody. I'm just 19 saying, year old in a sports car. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not calling anybody immature say, at 19 dro- because everybody is immature at 19. I drove 105 miles in my buddy Chris's Caprice class, his dad's <laughs> Caprice Classic, just because it could. I mean, <laughs> come on. It's a miracle you're still with us today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I. Uh, you know, I, I, Bur- bury the needle. He's like, we'll bury the needle. I'm saying, all right. And then after like 100, it just disappeared in the dash. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I am I like Jalil a lot. I just don't see him fitting into what I think the Sixers are trying to do, which is that they want to get the rebound. That's they, a they, bad they, assumption. They, they want to get Good the times. rebound. They want to toss it to Simmons at the timeline. They want Simmons to run the break. And from a value standpoint, I just think it's the right chess move. Whereas, whereas if you have if you have what are you Simmons, gonna trade him for? No, wait. The number three pick? Yeah. But here's the thing. If you get Simmons... That's exactly what I would trade for. No, no. All right. Well, we'll go back to that. As a, wise, as a wise elder here, I'd have Can to I say a thought? bird in the hand, Angelina, is worth two in the bush, brother. All right. Go all right. Let me finish my thought Let here. good times go. All right. So what they want to do is they want Noel to pull the rebound, hit Simmons at the timeline, start the break. If you have if you have Jalil Okafor underneath... You have to keep Colin. You have to keep Simmons oh, underneath because he, he can't make a pass. He, he can't. No, he can't rebound. He can't. He can't play he only defense. He pulled out eight rebounds last year. Game eight, because he's big and he's there. Okay, he's not. It's four less rebounds than the stud Noel a game. Yeah, no, he's he is At he is a guy you have to protect defensively. You don't have to protect Noel defensively, so you're gonna have to drop Simmons down low. You don't have to protect him. You don't have to protect him defensively because there's no good low post players in the game. Who's gonna abuse? Okafor, I grant, I'll give you, he's not a good defensive player, but who's this offensive center that's going to abuse him? Well, the problem is when a guard gets past his guy, Noel's going to step up, and then the guard's got to come up with a second plan. Whereas if a guard gets past this guy with Ja back there, the guard's got a basket. Nah, Ja will be fine. He, he, he doesn't block shots, though. Like He, he just doesn't There's do no it. no presence. He just has no defensive presence. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that, that's why I don't. Again, I, 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 I just can't understand do, why Noel can't play the four. I don't either, but they can't. I mean, they tried it. They were they were historically bad together by no, any like, metric. He well, should be like athletic just, enough to play the four. But what would happen was Nerlens would go in for a rebound, and Ja would just be in the way, like not even like he would just be there. Like I don't yeah. see Ja was a hut. He's just <laughs> wherever Noel tries to get a rebound, fucking Okafor's just there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, <laughs> just taking just up big, all goofy the space. body, yeah. just yeah. taking up all that space, right. And Noel won't say anything. He's afraid to get a gun pulled on him later, so yeah. he won't say anything to him. Yeah, you know those Duke thugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's a real, a real animal. Those Duke guys, man. You got to be careful for them. So uh, here's my issue with the third third pick. I don't want him staying in division because I still think he's a beast, and I hate to have us face the Celtics in the playoffs in the coming years and have Jalil oh, eat us a lot. He'll torture you for 10 years. Oh, absolutely. A decade. He'll absolutely. De- destroy Noel for 10 years. Right. And so that's why if they move him, I know there's not there's, there's not no a market. lot of demand. Uh, right. But I, I I wish somebody, I wish they could find a way to move him out west. I wish you he could can't go to Sacramento. Move him. Well, or, you can't yeah, move like him for the fucking sixth pick. He's he's way more, he's way better than the sixth pick in the draft. If, I, I would only move him for a pick where I can secure uh, Murray. I wouldn't move him for anything else. <laughs> you and Murray. <laughs> yeah. Me and Murray. Me and, me and my good buddy, Murray. Murray. What do you play Murray as, a point or a shooting? 
For now, he's shooting guard. Yeah. I think he, I think he could grow into a point guard, but I'm not. I wouldn't expect that from him right away. See, and I got to say, I'm the biggest Chris Dunn fan. For me, in this draft, it's Simmons, nah. it's Dunn, one and two. I watch a lot of Big East games just because I want to keep tabs on Villanova's competition, and he. A lot of times, the game would just get way too fast for him, or like he'd be oh, dribbling up, I, and like I, I couldn't disagree with you more. No, like he'd be like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like he'd be dribbling up, and like he would like outrun the ball. Like it, I've never seen that happen before in like a, a prototypical point guard. Like he's not made he, for he the college lose, game. What is, what does that mean? Like his game is an NBA game. He was he was the only thing that held Dunn back was being stuck in the Providence system. Well, why? Well, he didn't get well, any better. He didn't get his this past season. He didn't get any better than he was the year before, and that obviously is a cause well, for concern. Well, if he's not for the college game, and the, the college game's too fast for him, then was that? No, say that? it's not too fast well, for how, him. How many times did I see him like run up the court with the ball and just like lose track of the ball because he was like running too fast? Yeah, he couldn't. Turn- he's a turnover machine. Yeah, he's just sloppy. Like it seemed like he had a. Well, a we he, could, I like I like Murray better than Don. I lo- I love Murray. I, Murray. I don't. I'm not ready to say it yet, but I think he could be better than Ingram. I mean, it's possible. I mean, that's. The I thing just want to hold on. Like, we we got good times on record now saying you like Mary better than Done. Yeah. Done. So I, I want to go Angelina, back. Angelina yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, I've been on that since like yeah, December. I give Angelina that, but I want to go back to this little <laughs> tidbit I found in April of last year. Mister Johnny Goodtimes tweeted to the esteemed journalist in town, Larry Menti. What? Really interested to see who they draft. I'm guessing Moutier or Russell. I'd take either. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moody, Moody thought, turned out all right for you? No, nah, I mean, he's, you know. I mean, when he's, in doubt, just double down. Yeah. I, no, I just. Why I just, are you tweeting at Larry Menti? I have one? no idea. That that comes. Who is the chick he was stalking? I was trying to explain to Mike. He was like, who's Larry Menti? I was like, oh, he was a new, newscaster down who stalked Alicia, uh, Alicia Lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a great he did Philadelphia. He did basketball discussions with Larry Menti. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Where did you find that? Are you just sitting at home Twitter late at night? Like, you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find some way to destroy good times. I was like, good, and I don't care if it's from years. I was like, ago. good times is I guarantee good times is a D'Angelo Russell guy. So I just did a search for D'Angelo Russell <laughs> and good times. And I came up with this Larry Menti tweet. That's great. <laughs> Are you a D'Angelo Russell guy? Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I, I think I, I I think there's it's really hard to judge what he was as a rookie because he was coached by the worst coach in the NBA. Yeah, and and he still looked good to me. And I feel like he's Kind of the kind he's, he's the kind of player we need, so I'd be happy with Ja for him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And you, speaking of the Lakers, because uh, you know sometimes we hear these rumors is, is even realistic. The Okafor to Boston rumor it makes sense. Like I'm just talking about from doesn't make sense from the other end. It's not just us throwing up you know throwing up proposals. It makes sense for Boston because they desperately need a big man. And they've had for years. It seems like that that's been their goal to get a big man. Ben Simmons even gave a crit. Uh, not Benson. Bill Simmons gave it credence by saying that uh, they, they actually tried to in February get him. So that makes sense. The Lakers one makes sense because Luke Walton coming in as coach, he runs a triangle, and Ja would actually be a pretty good triangle player. Don't the, doesn't Golden State run a triangle too? They're not a variation of the triangle? Not really. Um, I don't know. I saw Luke I, I Walton it, wanted to do that. Not, I thought the Golden State ran the triangle just in their my, set offense most of the my time. My eye test, I just don't they, they could just I just could be seeing it right some say it alright so before my uh, Mike's got to roll out of here he's heading out to the Phillies game so I want to just cover this topic while he's here uh huh so have you been to a game yet Johnny uh, earlier god I'd love to go tonight man it's beautiful have you seen um, Jenmar close a game yet <laughs> on, not live okay. on TV so I want to go over some things first so Mariano Rivera, he comes into a game. We heard it earlier, Sandman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what we get out of Rivera enters the game, right? It's good. It's intimidating. Nothing's more intimidating than you know being right. attacked by a Sandman. Here comes a Raldis Chapman. Raldis Chapman enters a game with a little. Rage Against the Machine. You have Trevor Hoffman skewed up. I got a few here. Hell's Rage Against the Machine, by the way. Rage Apparently getting ready to come back with uh, Chuck D. And Be Real. And Be Real. We all know this one. 
Brad Lidge. Oh, soldiers. A little downing, yeah. uh, drowning pool, right? Drowning pool. <laughs> You're not a fan of, tr- not a fan of drowning pool? You know, Papelbon has Ric Flair. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies. That would have been that a much a, better a closer song. song. Yeah, this one is- he did it because he had like uh, some kind of soldier campaign behind it. All right. This, one, this one's called Soldier. Trevor Hoffman, Little Hell's Bells. This is the classic, the the one that yeah. kind of the precedent to set yeah. it. I blew a save for Trevor Hoffman one time. You would? Yeah, I was uh, I was at a Rockies game and he came. He was coming out to this. Would you he was, and it was right. Yeah, it was right after the All Star <laughs> game. And I was in Colorado and nobody there heckles. So you know, so I'm, I was just guessing. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, nobody there heckles. Right. So like Hoffman's well, coming out all, and, I'm, and of course, you know, I'm uh, you know, when in Rome, you cheer for the Rockies, right? So I'm I'm there by the bullpen and he's coming out. The music starts to play. This is right after he blew the All Star game. Yeah. And so I go, just like the All-Star game, <laughs> just like the All-Star game. I swear, I saw him, like, have a little misstep in his gait, and I was like, oh, my God, I got he heard me. Because nobody else was saying anything, because it's all Colorado fans. They're all looking at me like, who brought the asshole? You, why did you just scream at the opponent? And so he goes out there, gives up a three-run home run in the bottom of the tent, blows the game, and I was like, that was me. That was me. All right, so then, this is our boy... Genmark. This is what he comes into. Not good. This is by, I guess it's Holisa. Oh, one of my favorites. It's called uh, El Gran Yo Soy. <laughs> so I'm at the Dude. ball game, and everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just, everyone looks at each other so crazy. He comes running out of the bullpen to this. I've seen it three times now. Wow. Right. Like Jemmar doesn't do anything fast. Like, like I think that's what makes, makes him a good closer. He's just very. He has a fucking ballad. Yeah. As his closer song, which yeah, is just a very. He's a very balanced individual. It translates right. translates to the great I am. Really? Oh man, I'm so fired up right now. I could run through a wall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like, feeling. if you're in the on deck circle, you do not want to go against this. No, dude. no, that's no. why he probably gets the first batter out every high single heat. time. High heat's coming your way. Yeah. Yeah, you're sitting to me on Dexter up here, and you're like, you know, you, you couldn't be less fired up right now. <laughs> right. But somehow it gets this guy in the zone, and you're not in the zone. By the way, this, I'm pro- this is probably an unpopular opinion, but eventually I I want David Hernandez to be the closer. I, did, I like his right, yeah. more. Get off, the, get off, man. There's no room for you in the Genmar train when that gets rolling, dude, I'm, in, okay. uh, in uh, mid-September. I mean, I it's going to come to a crashing halt at some point. Uh, yeah, oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, Hernandez is a K machine. Yeah, that it, guy strikes out everybody. He hits like 95, 96 on his fastball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm cheating on Gianmar by talking about Hernandez over Gianmar's theme song. But yeah, I, I tip my cap to Gianmar what he's done so far, but he's and he goes. I just he don't goes believe with him. The, um, he goes with the Spanish version. There isn't an English version of this song, but oh, is there they really? don't play that in the ballpark. Nah, nah. Uh-huh. No. Hey, look! If you leave the league in saves, you get what you oh, want. I'm your soul. Well, I like, I like that. I mean, this is nice. This is perfect exit music for uh, yeah. for Mike. I mean, now he's heading down the ballpark. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy, that guy's probably going to ask to put on a jersey when he gets there. He's so fired up right now. Well, you know, Noel against the Braves. I'm expecting a, you know, nine inning two hit shutout. Dude, well, let's not go wood, but ah, oh, man, I love Nola. Nola is. Nola's got, well, I think, He's, the third best whip in the NL right now behind Arietta and Kershaw. You know this, <laughs> it's I'll kind of amazing because he doesn't have overpowering, like, fastball. Right. But his, curve, with, his curveball is already one of the best yeah. in baseball, though. And I think it's a slur, not a curve, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, it's got a vertical and horizontal movement. But I'll leave with this stat. <laughs> uh, you, you guys familiar with the, the stat FIP, fielder, or, yeah. uh, fielder yeah. independent no. pitching? Yeah, very good. I, I'm not. Okay, yeah. it's fielder independent pitching. Right. Basically, it rates Takes a pitcher on what he does for everything he's responsible for. Ballpark adjusted. So, you know, you look at it, strikeouts, walks, home runs, hard hits, stuff like that. Clayton Kershaw leads the league in uh, FIP, you know, as we will expect. Number two, Aaron Nola. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's really, I mean, now it's also funny because every time he pitches, it's against, like, either the Braves or the Reds. Well, you know, he, so have to, but, but the FIP takes that into account, doesn't it? Yeah, because it's just opponents. The fuck too. is but FIP? Just look it up. He, he, uh, <laughs> like, really, this is what it's come down to. I mean, no, but, I was a stats nerd playing Stratomatic Baseball as a kid. Fip. Like, we're down to FIPS at this point. FIP, war, whip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he, Joey Votto is probably the most, uh, he's probably got the most plate discipline and best eye in the game. And worst and, human being. Yeah, he is. Uh, well, Mike, do you have two minutes? 
I was at that game, yeah. Like, I want to say, I am so in love with the fucking, the, the brawl with Bautista and his odor. Yeah. Yeah. Rugby and odor. then Joey Votto, like, we need villains like that. Oh, Good totally. for him to harass the people. And, 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 yeah, and you know what I like? I like that, mm-hmm. that in baseball, you can actually, uh, you can actually do that. Like, yes. like, like in in football, it'd be World War Three because people would be like, "Oh, it's you know they're okay with drugs and the guys beating women, but like if somebody like teases a fan, suddenly it's the worst thing that's ever happened on the right." Earth. right before I get, my point about uh, I agree with you, Vado was um, you know he's one of the best. Noah fooled him so badly in a bat in the sixth inning, uh, his last starts, where it's like, "Whoa, you know this stuff's for real." And how about a. Uh Giancarlo Stan, 0 for 10 in the series. Oh, yeah, with eight, nine strikeouts. Eight or nine, yeah. With nine strikeouts. That's insane. That's real insane. All right, Mike, have a good time at the game tonight. All right, go Phil. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy the game. That's Spoonie. Spoonie, throw these headphones on. So Spoonie's got a good thing going here at O'Neill's. I was here for the first one. Dan Baker from the ballpark actually comes here and announces just like he would at the ball game. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Except he does it here for away games. So, Spoonie, when are the dates where he's coming back? Do you? So, the uh, next date will be Saturday, May 28th. He'll be here at 2.20 for the game against the Chicago Cubs. And we'll do the usual Dollar Dogs, Vegans available, and all the fun beer specials that we do. So, a little Memorial Day weekend, is that? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a great time. He comes out. He's got – Dan Baker has trivia questions. He'll be like, so, Johnny, what's your favorite Phillies team ever? And you'll say, eh, 1996. Right. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> and then he's got a trivia question based on the 1996 Phillies ready to go. No so kidding. he asks trivia questions between innings, gives away uh, prizes, and it was a – it was a blast, man. We had a fun. We didn't know what it was going to be like coming in. We thought it would be a little weird, but we had a great time with Dan Baker. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. De- definitely a lot of fun. Uh, the best part is when nobody knows that he's here, and they'll come in the third inning and hear him announce. Like, and I know and I know that voice from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, they'll look around and like, are we at the ballpark? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? And you just feel obligated to clap. He'll be like, now batting. And you're just like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, so uh, it's called Summer Nights, and uh, he'll be here once a month for the next uh, all the way up till September, so uh, oh, I don't awesome. know the other dates off the top of my head. But oh, you said May twenty eighth. May, right? May twenty eighth, Saturday, May twenty eighth, two twenty. Two twenty game. Okay, I'm going to try to make it for that. That sounds great. With the Chicago Cups, it's a fun time, man, yeah. for sure. We just, just got to make sure that we can't give your son any bobblehead dolls. That's anymore. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Spoon uh, made the mistake of giving him a bobblehead. <laughs> it was a porcelain bobblehead, and uh, needless to say, it didn't uh, didn't last more than about three minutes. But we do now have a headless bobblehead at the house. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it was pretty funny. So I got some summer beers. You want to taste some summer beers with us, Spoon? No, I'm Come. actually, uh, I have officially. Oh, yeah, you're giving it up for a little it, bit? Giving it up, yeah. Oh, good for I'm you. Sorry, I yeah. admire that. How long I, has that uh, been going I've on? I've been a little bit rough with my employees when I'm drinking. So uh, <laughs> We've <laughs> been here. They deserve it sometimes. I, uh, I tend to pick on them when I'm drinking, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop that for a while and pick on them whether or not when I'm not drinking. All right. <laughs> well, we always appreciate letting us sit here and have a good time and Host a podcast here. It's always my pleasure. We recommend. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. It's, we do have some great summer beers. So, I'm impressed. Right. Yards Philly Pale Ale. Yards Philly Pale Ale, and we got the you know summer love in cans now. Like it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we that's got a great a, beer. A couple. I, I wouldn't say these are great beers, but we're having a promotion tomorrow. It's called Muckfest, and uh, it what is, is that? Curious Traveler. Well, they're going right. to be here from four to four to six. We actually, uh, hopefully the weather may hold out or not hold out, but we're going to have a big mustache seesaw out front, and uh, we're going to be giving out mustache rides. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, exactly. Nothing gets the ladies to the <laughs> bar like mustache yeah, rides. We, we, we were talking earlier about the Sixers and immaturity. <laughs> this plays in quite nicely. You know, I, uh, I always got something going on. So, uh, And then uh, Budweiser will be in later on the night buying out some Buds and Bud Lights. But, uh, but we have Curious Traveler, uh, the Lemon Shanty, and then also the Elusive Grapefruit Shanty also. Uh, already on tap now, so you know, try them All out. Right. But they're you know. All right, so you want to taste these beers with me? No, I gotta bounce. Come on. I mean, I have one taste. I can't have like a whole beer. I, I know. Gotta, we'll I taste gotta... them. All right, yeah, I'll taste them. Yeah, I'm already. I'm already getting. The, I'm already getting the text. Your son's looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just taste. We'll taste two. We'll taste two of these. All right. Now, I've met St. Benjamin. I've met these people during Beer Week. They're in Kensington. Oh, okay. 
I haven't heard of them. They actually have a female brewer as part of the group. Huh. So uh, we'll check it out. This is the um, St. Benjamin Inca India-style cream ale. Thanks, sir. Yep. So um, I guess last time uh, last time we were – I don't know if, we, if you want to keep going a little bit with Phil's while we're trying these beers out. Yeah, um, sure. I think, I'm all about the fills right oh, now. Oh, I am too. I'm totally, I'm totally fired up. I mean, I'm, and, I'm keeping it in perspective, but that almost that 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 makes it even more fun because each game, it's gravy. Because next, I'm like, I'm like, okay, they're not going to the playoffs, but the next month is it. But but here's the thing that worries me is Oduble has some sort of back issue. He's missed yeah. a couple. He missed the last game, and I'm just like, oh man, that's if he's gone, forget about it. The whole thing's done. Oduble Herrera is is the, is the straw that stirs the drink. Agreed. At least offensively. Yeah. yeah. And if, they, if they lose him for any period of time, it's going to go down fast. I don't know, man. The defense I and the pitching know. is so good right now. It is. It is. It's great. And, but I. But you have to have somebody in the leadoff spot that can get on base, and who, nobody who, else is getting on. I mean, even Franco is struggling. Franco's really having a tough yeah. time right now. They, it just doesn't seem to matter right now. <laughs> it's almost like if they don't give up the long ball. So so if the pitchers don't give up the long ball, they're in every game. Their their middle infield is so good defensively, and they have they basically have three center fielders playing in the outfield. So they cover so much ground. They right. don't give up a lot of extra base hits. Yeah, it's funny because I mean I mean how many home runs total does the outfield have so far? Like four, <laughs> yeah. five. Oduble's got four of them. Goodell hit one last night. I know that dude is six five, one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, I mean that guy is Dude. skin and bones. Cheers. All right, so here's the Saint Benjamin Inca India Inca India style cream ale. That's pretty smooth. Yeah, that's nice. I would drink that in the summers. I would drink that all year round, actually. Yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge cream ale guy, but uh, well, the India style scared me. I thought it would be like overly hoppy, but that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I could, I, I could drink a couple of those. I couldn't really session, I couldn't session it or anything, but I could drink. Well, what I could is drink your, one of those. what is your session beer? Uh, I mean, really, I drink. Uh, I like Lagunitas. Okay. Pretty much anything IPA? they do. The IPA is sort of my... I mean, I like their pills a lot, too. Do you care that they're bought out by Heineken now? Uh, no. I mean, I think that that's just sort of the reality. And I don't... I think we've reached a point where people are big enough nerds that if they were bought out by Heineken and then, you know, tried to cheapen the product, yeah. that I think they'd be called out on it so quick that it would completely ruin the brand. So I think that at some point you have to... Um, you have to kind of be okay with that that sort of thing, and then just assume that because there's so many people that are into Lagunitas that if they screwed it up, it's it's the backlash is it's, it makes it worth not cheapening the beer. You would think so. The IPA is probably my favorite IPA. I, yeah, I mine too. I, that, that's pretty much my at home. That's the six pack that's in the fridge at home. All right. So next we got here, Flying Fish Cherry Hill Farmhouse Summer L. I was I was buddies with their former uh, brewmaster Casey. He went down to uh, Tampa and actually started. Uh, he actually started a brewery in Tampa. I can't think of the name of it. See, I used to hate them just because they were from Cherry Hill and like growing <laughs> growing up in Philly. Like your grandparents are like Jersey socks, Jersey jug well, handles, well, everything funny, about Jersey drivers. Right. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I'm from Virginia and it's the exact same thing. With Jersey, Jersey, everybody <laughs> yeah. like that's our you, that's our. I would think it'd be state. Maryland with you. No, right it's now. Your, no, everybody's cool with Maryland. Jersey. They hate Jersey. Because they, uh, they come down and they drive like they're from Jersey. They don't realize that there's different, you know, there's different styles of driving. All right, and here's the Flying Fish Farmhouse Summer Hill. There's women here at O'Neill's today. Well, happy hour's bumping. This one I'm not so in love with. Yeah, I, and I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I've... Uh, and I've it, always, they've always been they've always been a totally decent beer. I've always got, I've never but I've never it's, I've never searched them out. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying they have a um like a daylight savings IPA that just came out. It's really citrusy, so I've been drinking that a good bit. But yeah, I'm not feeling the farmhouse somewhere else. Yeah, let me ask you one question. I went to um a ball game with a buddy last week. Nice summer night. Well, it's not summer, it's spring. Came out with the jeans and the flip flops. So, are you cool with that at the ballpark? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. How about so then sitting next to us or across you can't, you the can't, aisle? You can't go out. You can't go out to like a nice dinner. Well, it's kind of like that. a fire hazard. I mean, if a fire breaks out of the ballpark and you got flip flops on, you're gonna you're getting trampled on. You're falling. You're not running in flip flops. Yeah. Well, I mean, I consider the last fire at a ballpark was like 1903. I think you're yeah. gonna be all right. For me, I'm not down with it. I just feel like flip flops. If you're not within like maybe like a 15 mile radius from the beach, flip flops are non-existent in my world. Uh, I, I guess to me, like. Uh, do you draw a line between sandals and flip flops? I mean, I well, think sandals are not 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 sand, not like you know the the big Jesus sandals like Tevas or anything. Right. I'm talking about just standard. They look like flip flops except bigger and they're a little bit. Yeah, they got the full thong in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not down with that at all. Nah, not okay. unless you're near the beach. That's beachwear. Well, here's the thing. Like I've I've there's no need in the city yeah, to wear I, that. I've stopped wearing. I used to wear them occasionally in the city, but I stopped because apparently they're so bad for your feet and your and your legs right. that i was like it's i'll wear them at the beach but that's the only time i'll get them is if i'm going down to virginia see you learn it's just at the beach right. so we had a question he he my buddy had the flip-flops sandals on and across the aisle from us was a guy with the cowboy boots so if you had to pick which was the worst to wear to a ballpark is oh, it the cowboy 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 boots. boots with a jersey or the flip-flops <laughs> no, I mean, it's not even close <laughs> that's not even a contest that's a one versus 16 seat <laughs> kidding me yeah i'm with you the cowboy boots right cowboy boots and a jersey <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're that, that, you're just nuts somebody's just nuts like you're not even dealing with you you can't even rationalize with them you can't be like that looks ridiculous like, yeah i don't They're even understand when you're, when you're yeah. dressing for the game let me throw all my nice cowboy boots oh yeah the jersey will look fucking great with yeah dude. hey wait let's get angie angie we'll get angie on here let's see what she thinks about cowboy boots yeah or flip-flops which is which is okay all right or Marsh. And, right, and can you grab quick, it? Will quick, you sit on the mic for a second? We got a quick question for you. We need a female perspective. Yeah. So grab those headphones. Okay. Yeah. Just move the mic down a little bit. Okay. All right. Perfect. So flip flop. Guys in flip flops are like sandals <laughs> at the ballpark. Is that okay with you? No. No, oh. men's feet should never be seen. Not even at the no. beach. At the beach, no, they at can, the beach, right? that's, Yeah, beach right. or pool, right. that's about so it. So I was trying to say like a five to ten mile radius maybe around a beach you can wear the yes. sandals or flip-flops. Yes, that's acceptable. So okay. So you think you think more or less all men's feet are... Disgusting. Uh, okay, all right. I'm with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. I'm I've feeling you. So, There's some funky feet out there. All right, so, so which is worse? Big, bigger violation. So I went to the ballpark. My buddy had the sandals on. Mm-hmm. Which I, I uh, it was a violation, but across from him was a guy with a jersey, jeans, and cowboy boots. So, which is worse to wear to the ballpark as a woman? Oh, Jesus. If you had to go on a Tinder date oh, with someone Christ. who had the sandals on with jeans and a, a regular nice t shirt or a jersey and the cowboy boots with sandals. Jeans. Sandals is worse. I, I hate, you're going I hate cowboy the country boots? look. I hate the country. Oh no, you're going oh, no. sandals. I'm going sandals. Oh, oh okay. sandals. You're not yeah. slapping leather. Country or nothing. look, no way. All right. All right. And with a jersey, nah. All right, we're on the same page. All right. Nice. Thanks, Angie. Yeah. Angie's always here at O'Neill's. We rec- recommend sitting in the back. Sometimes she tends the bar and tip her well. Yo, All right, we're done. Yeah. Thanks for cool. Thanks for hanging out, man. Cheers. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, we